Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less. Now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days, and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high-quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance. Really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit vcrnow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that came into work on Friday, you jerks. Yeah. We're leaving right after it, though. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor. I'm going on strike. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll show us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Prime Minister of Thanksgiving, the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. Happy Friday. Friday. I haven't been able to say that, like, genuinely in a long time. It's been a minute. I mean, you have, just on tape. Correct. It's been on Thursday. (laughs) Sitting to my right, college football writer for Texas football. They call him Braylon, but his mom calls him Carter Yates. Which they call me Braylon, but it was just kind of crafted out of thin air. It was. (laughs) A little bit. For those who don't know, (laughs) to catch up, Braylon is... um, 
there's no other way to say it. Braylon is Carter's douchebag alt, uh, alter ego. <laughs> B-R-E-I-G-H apostrophe capital L-Y. Hi-in-in. Braylon. <laughs> Basically, I got stereotyped, stereotyped as a white frat guy who was a former second team all-district quarterback, which is not true. I was never all-district. <laughs> and I talked to Rebel about this, and I was like, I've never seen a white guy named Braylon ever. So I'll roll it the name, but I don't know how accurate this is. Yeah. Uh, and Rob agreed with me too, by the way. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? It feels right. That's okay. We're, that's we're all that counts. It hits right. We're exclusively on vibes here, around here. Uh, <laughs> today is Friday, December 1st, 2023. 363 days of Thanksgiving. I have to do it early. Normally we'll do birthdays late, but this one's important. Happy fifth birthday to Hank Tepper. Happy birthday. Hank turns five on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Birthday party tomorrow. You Joint- scared me for a second. I had to look at the calendar. I was like, it's not Hank's birthday. <laughs> Joint birthday party with Max on tomorrow. Nice. Uh, at like kind of like the kids gym things so or like big foam pit they're going to jump into. Let me tell you, the like the the maybe I've just missed out on it, but the the kids gym scene right now is popping. How so? It's just there's a there's a lot of them. Yeah, and they've they've made them so that especially as a as a parent, you can just kind of let them run free because they can't really hurt themselves. And they they, they could try. It but. also they've also done it really well of like helping with like fine motor skills. Oh yeah, like <laughs> they've been able to. They, it's really impressive. Yeah, they have like like Hank Max Max who is going to turn two on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max did like a zip line. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this rocks. Yeah. The entire thing's just made out of memory foam. It is. So. Yes. It's, it's a whole room made out of memory foam with different things uh but anyway happy birthday to hank hank turns happy five birthday, on hank. sunday uh it's episode 1703 on today's show folks it's helpful haunted mailback friday we're answering your questions about high school football college football recruiting lifestyle romance travel anything you got get them in the, in the comments facebook youtube and twitch we'll answer as many as you can we have a hard out at 12 30 at which point we'll announce the mr texas football player of the week uh, for the final time this year we won't do it again wow. until august so think about that uh do we have first fourth through the door we sure do. It was Joey Hill, Ed McElroy, Aaron Arbuckle, and Coach Terry Crawford. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. We do appreciate your time. All right. It's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. Ah, I'm trying oh, to fix no. the graphic. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the rugged and reliable 2024 Honda Ridgeline. Visit your Helpful Honda dealers today or ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. So get your questions in Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We have a hard out at 1225. I'm sorry, 1230. It's 25 minutes from now. So we will get into as many questions as we can. If you've got questions about Whatever, but first let's let's while you're getting your questions in, okay. let's recap last night because mm-hmm. you guys went on a little roadie. We did a little roadie. What what you guys? What cart you take? Swag wagon. Swag wagon. Um, and you guys went out to where was the game? Midlothian. Midlothian, and caught up with Polar and Marlin. And I'm interested in your thoughts. Well, yeah. start off with the like what what we kicked the trip off with, mm-hmm. which was a Carter Yates and Mallory Hartley found establishment that rules. Yeah, we pay, we paid a visit to my uncle uh, Tio Tony's in Midlothian, <laughs> which is a very good Mexican restaurant. And me and Mallory found this for a Midlothian Heritage game, I think in early October. And we we went back and again did not disappoint. So if you're in the Midlothian area, oh my god, it was good, very good. <laughs> like Ish and I were like, this is a high bar because they they'd really high it up and it was fantastic okay yeah and then pickle uh 
left her carne, carne asada leftovers in the swag wagon for after the game. So when we got back in the car, it was the six-year swag wagon smell mixed with Tio Tony's carne asada. Oh, wow. A vibe. It was great. It helped the, uh, Good the for smell you guys. Of, the, of the thing. But no, the game, uh, the game itself was – it was really entertaining for the first – three-fourths of it, and then mm-hmm. they kind of pulled away. Um, Toller did. Yes, Toller pulled away. Ended up beating Marlon 43-19. to 19. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, Peyton Brown is a boy, or is a man amongst boys out there. Mm-hmm. He looked great. So did the, uh, you talked with the quarterback from Toller, who I also did. looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. The thing about Toller is them boys are thick. Yeah. Uh, they... <laughs> They have a quarterback who is was an all-district – no, not all-district. Let me get this right. All-state linebacker last year in Isaac Blessing. He is mm-hmm. 6'2", 190 pounds he's listed at. I don't think that's accurate. He looked bigger than that to me. It said 205 on the roster that they he gave plays me. Big. Also, I'm looking at our – preview of Peyton Brown who was 6'2", 220 on here. He was all of 6'3", 235. He looked like he had three kids in a mortgage. <laughs> He's um, a big boy. <laughs> and you could tell by the end of the game Marlon just did not want to tackle that guy yeah. whatsoever. They couldn't. He, there was one run in the in the fourth quarter that he had and it was like they looked at it almost scared when he was mm. just, I mean, a blood drain going down the sideline. Mm-hmm. One of those teams that gets stronger as the game goes on. It was 14-6, to six, I think, going into halftime and then the second half was not much of a game. Toller's a power run team. They do shotgun. They'll throw 20% of the time and when they do, Blessing has a good arm. He made a few pop pop plays but they want to run it down your throat and by the end it just breaks the team's will isaac isaac blessing is just a, he's a man after your own heart of like quarterback of a run heavy team you mm-hmm. know what i mean you're like yeah man yeah let's let's that's let's what vibe. it's all about let's, <laughs> yeah. those are the, the mark of true true stars um the other games last night there were two others um albany hammered collinsville yeah that very was, impressive that was um, very impressive i i i picked albany but not like that. I no. thought Collinsville was going to be able to hang around. And I thought, and, and Matt Step, I think, understandably picked Collinsville to pull the upset. But Albany, Albany's defense, let me tell you, that defense. They're legit. They are Which I legit. thought because Collinsville's not super small up front. So I was like, oh, oh this will be a really good test to see just how well that Albany defense Boy, can handle it. They, and they were throwing they, them around. Here's the thing, because I watched, I watched some of this game on, on the NFHS network as mm-hmm. much as I could. But this was a... This was a tackling clinic. Like they were, they did not miss tackles. I don't think they missed mm-hmm. a single tackle, and it was really impressive to watch. But then, of course, there was one other result last night, which got everybody talking. Mm-hmm. Which is what was the final? Uh, it was Ganado forty-one. Oh, geez, it got even worse. Refurio twelve. A lot to a little. A lot to yeah, a, yeah, a lot. And and Refurio not very many. And it wasn't that close. Um, this game was 14 nothing in halftime, and then Ganado, they traded scores in the third quarter, and then Ganado in the fourth quarter just pulled away from them. And just, like, their defense was unbelievable. What makes this sh- so shocking is not that is a bad team. They're obviously pretty good. And it's not that Refurio's invincible. Obviously, they're not. They had a loss coming into the game as well to um, Hitchcock. But 27 days ago... 27 days ago, Refurio beat Ganado by 23 points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like 23 points. That is a, let me see if I can do this real question. And they beat him by 29. That's a 52-point reversal so I didn't, in 27 days. I didn't have time to go back and watch any of this one. What, what happened? So essentially, 
first of all, give Ganado a ton of credit. Ganado's mm-hmm. defense, especially, were exceptional in this game. They were pressuring Keelan Brown. They were tackling in space, and they were matching up up front and not allowing Ruffiero to get those big burst running plays where they're so dangerous. Yeah. The other side of it is that they pounded the ball, and they ran the ball really effectively, and then they hit a couple big throws over the top. Um, but they, they essentially just kind of mashed them. It was really impressive to watch. They, they figured out the keys to stopping Ernest Campbell then. They did. If they didn't have they, any explosive plays. They strung like, him out. They strung him out, and like he was not able to get north-south. He was he was doing a lot of lateral running, wow. and they, he was not able to get, get get put his foot in the ground. It was really Good impressive, and I thought I thought Ganado's defense showed out last night. 41-12, that's the big stunner. So they are through to the state semifinal. They, are, they will await the winner of tonight's Timpson and Garrison game. So those were the three games last night. Um, okay, let's get to some questions. Does anybody have any questions? Yeah, the first one I can answer super quick. Um, what is Mallory's Michigan State connection? Her dad went there, and he brainwashed her at a very young age. Yeah. So there's a there's actually a really cute video of her like three months old, and he's talking to her about picking Michigan State to win her bracket. Right. Um, so very cute video, but it's, that's it. It's kind of like, yeah, like my dad went to Illinois, so I have like, I have fond feelings for Illinois. Yeah. And my mom went to Texas State, so I have fond, oh, she went to Southwest Texas. I should say. Yes. Um, so she was a dancer. She was a, uh, oh God. The Bell? A strutter. A strutter. A strutter. That yeah, rocks. But was. anyway, yeah, uh, uh, Todd Hartley went to yeah. Michigan State. Shout out so. Todd. Go green. Um, all right. What makes Holly favored over Stratford? Well, first of all, I think it's in the eye of the beholder. I yes. think if you I think if you want to pick Stratford, I think you're well within your rights. When I look at Holly, I think that they're individual playmakers that they've got. Chandler, specifically Chandler Myers and Deontay Ramon, uh, are going to be impressive. The other thing is that you want to talk about a team that is playing its best defense right now. The past two weeks against Panhandle and Sonora, two outstanding offenses, to hold them to a combined 24 points is really impressive. I think the Holly defense is doing that thing where they're just peaking at the right time. Um, I picked Holly. I also, the other thing about that is I give them uh, a champion's advantage. Like, plain and simple. A lot of these guys have played in a title game. Many of these guys have played in two title games, mm-hmm. right? Moment um, won't be too which, big for him. Exactly. Yeah, I guess Stratford was what twenty nineteen, so they uh, would 20, be twenty twenty one. So yeah, I mean, so it was. Yeah, some I mean, of those guys have played in the title game, the, yeah, possibly. possibly sophomores yeah. being moved up, but it's a two way team, exactly so it's right. not out yeah, of the it's realm. Possible. I would just say that, especially coming off of a of, of yes. last year, being a state cha- a reigning state champion, and winning a state in a close game, in a close game, which I figure this game is going to be close. The computer has it as a one point game. I give the edge to the team with the more the more recent playoff pedigree and the team that's got the defense speaking at the right time, which to me is Holly. That's my opinion. And they, I think they also have the individual playmakers. Now, I like the Stratford team a lot. Um, they, they've got that, oh, what's that quarterback's name? Bryce Braden. That dude rocks. He's what a, a name. He's, a, he's, he's the quarterback linebacker uh, combo platter. Like, he is, he's, a, he's a moose out there. See, and that's he's a lot of fun. We talked about this game last night because the winner of that game will play the game yeah. that we were at. And Mallory asked me, she's like, who do you think? would win that game and I said I, I think it's Stratford I think, think Stratford's gonna beat Holly yeah it's, I, I do not think you're crazy I do not think you're crazy I think you're well within your rights to take I Stratford. think their defense has been playing well their defense has been playing well I I'm leaning towards the team with the playoff pedigree that's mine I would like to see two absolute hosses at quarterback in Bryce Braden and Isaac Blessing that'd be yes you want to talk round. about you want to talk about just like a sledgehammer and fight. I, that yeah. might have been what swayed my opinion yeah. last night but I think a taller Stratford matchup would be, be fun be, as heck Bangers. That'd be fun. Bangers. That'd be fun. In the state semifinal. What's next, Pickle? 
Um, let's go with, in your opinion, are there too many 11-man state champions crowned in Texas high school football? Should there be more or less? No. I think we're. I think this is the right number. Yes. I think that right now you have a champion for about out of so there's let's let's break let's break down the numbers. Well, there definitely shouldn't be more. I um yeah I think that's fair. Um I mean there yeah I I think that's fair. We can talk about rejiggering things, but I think that the number of twelve state champions in the UIL uh, ranks I think is correct. But let's put it this way: there are I've got the numbers here. There are 1,243 UIL teams this year. 1,243. So that means you have a champion for every 103 teams, mm-hmm. right? That seems like a great number. Feels like feels like it's okay to me. I, I think right around one out of every 100. I mean, like we crown a champion in the NFL is one out of 32, right? Um, the the like college football is one out of every like FBS college football is one out of every 133. So it's relatively in line with that, too. What I would say is I'm not as familiar with 1A through 3A, but I know once you get up to 5A, 6A, the variance between D1 and D2 is stark. Mm -hmm. You know, like 6A, the very top end, you get the Allens, you get the Duncanvilles. They're up around 6,000 kids. You need to demarcate that Mm -hmm. at some point. To yeah, make it a little and, more fair, and that's the talk. That's the talk about bringing in a seven A or bringing in or like rejiggering the way things we do things. Um, is that you don't really have? There's no cap, and because there's no cap, no cap, uh, because there's no cap at the top. Um, that you do have a team like Allen. Who's gonna like Allen plays North Crowley this year or this week, right? Mm-hmm. Now North Crowley's favored to be clear, so enrollment's not everything, but North Crowley has an enrollment of twenty eight forty one, so they have an enrollment of like less than third. half yeah. of Allen's, right? They're ha- less than half the size of Allen, so I understand that point. I would just say that as far as the numbers are concerned, this is this this is all. One of the things that I've realized, because I used to be in the camp of we need to remake the playoffs, we need to do this differently, and what I realized in digging into it. And, and talking with people in the UIL and talking with smart people around Texas high school football is that for every problem you solve, another problem crops up. Mm-hmm. Like if you do 7A, right? 7A sounds great because we're going to put, it's going to be a super league. You're going to have the giant teams in there. Any team over 3,000 is going to go to the super league. The problem is travel because you, that means Midland Legacy and Odessa Permian are going to be there and nobody else in the west side of the state, mm-hmm. right? So that's the, that's the issue you have, to, you have to find balances for. So the question overall is I think we've got the right number. One out of every about a, every 100 teams yeah. winning a championship feels about right. Well, and I think back to, I mean, when I was in high school, obviously we just talked about like the bigger schools being disparity. There's even more disparity down in those lower classifications. Mm-hmm. Like when I, was, when I was playing in Atlanta, we were in the same district as Liberty Hill. We didn't mm-hmm. even have 500 kids in our in our school, so <laughs> and and we're in a small little rural town playing a thing right outside of Austin that has almost a thousand kids. I, here's, it was here, impossible. Well, and here's an example like like Blanco. Blanco, for example, has an enrollment of 365. Mm-hmm. Okay, the largest school in that state in that district is a behemoth in Lano, which has 505. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a Lano program. Hey, they that finally is, passed 500. That is, Woo! That is beating up Yeehaw! on the little guy, 
And we need to talk about it. Oh, we my God. We talk about them beating up a little bit. I'm pretty sure Blanco beat us this year. They did. They won the district. So, yeah. Well, in terms or, of changing yeah, it. They're still alive, too, by the way. In terms of changing it, if you're right, you're wrong. If you're wrong, you're screwed. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So, I think they have found something. And that's why, by the way, if you're wondering why the UIL moves so slowly, quote unquote, mm-hmm. with these policy changes, is because they have to be super diligent. And it's not just their... about football, too. I know oh, that yeah. they have now broken off football, so that mm-hmm. helps, but there's still a lot of travel difference there. And you can. I mean, heck, compare it to college football. You look at it, and now with, like, super whatever, like, removing it that way, now UCLA's volleyball team is going to have to go on a Tuesday night to play Maryland. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like whenever you move that stuff, there's so many other dominoes that do fall. All right. What's next? Let's go with, um, would you rather go on a cruise or hop on a plane to go to a destination? Oh, my gosh. That's easy. What's your answer? Plane. Plane. Me too. Cruises terrify me. I ain't getting on a cruise again. I've been on a cruise. How was it? They're fine. They're fine. You have to time it right. Like, three to five days is okay. If you ever do a seven-day cruise, you are a lunatic. I just, Like, to me, like, if you're going to, if the, if the point of the trip is the destination, then just get there as quickly as possible. Give me a bullet train. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would put cruises up there with getting buried alive as my <laughs> um, like imagine you're on the cruise and you hear about people get sick on the cruise yeah. and you're in the caribbean and yeah. you're screwed there's nowhere to go i agree i'm with you i'm with you what's next pickle um who and this is an interesting question who is the new front runner in 2ad1 refurio's loss kind of messed everything up I- I'm going to be honest. I think that there's a certain set of the population that would say Refurio was never the favorite in 2AD1. It, it was not me. I chose Refurio to go to the state championship, so I am not in that population. But I think there's a ton of people that would say that Timpson was the favorite all along. I would say this, is that I think Timpson becomes the favorite. By a greater margin now. Holly is the defending champs, and we need to recognize that. And Toller's through. I think those three. And by the way, Ganado has a great argument. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I, I like to me. I, if you want to, I think right now, sports gun to my head. Timpson's your favorite. My opinion. Sports gun. That said, I think that's pretty narrow. And and Timpson could get beat tonight by Garrison. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was a nine point game last time. Mm-hmm. And Garrison. I mean, we saw what happened last week. Last night. Like it, it's hard to beat a good team twice. I think Timpson's your favorite. But I think everyone's gonna. I think I think this is a, a free for all now, and and I think that we were kind of. It, it's easy to look at this and be like, oh, we were kind of careening towards Timpson Refurio uh, title uh, uh, semifinal. We we're all excited about that. Obviously, we're gonna get maybe Timpson Ganado, but maybe we get Garrison Ganado, mm-hmm. and then it's all cattywampus. What I'd say that I've been to a Timpson practice before, and they are Terry Bussey's electric. JJ Garner has really stepped up for them. They are very fast. They are not very big. Yeah. The linemen and the skill guys, there's not a lot of variance yeah. between those guys. Like I watched Toller last night, and Peyton Brown, that running back, is bigger than anybody yeah. on Timpson's football team. So it's like hypothetically, if Timpson and Toller played each other, I don't know if Toller catches Timpson. But, but if they yeah. do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, what happens then? Um, here's the other thing, and, and I'll, I'll reiterate this next week in our semifinal previews and stuff like that. Region four has absolutely dominated Region three over the last decade. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think they've won ten straight over Region three in the semifinals. Yes. So it was Timson, either Shiner or Refurio yeah, every time, or Mason. Mason. Timpson yeah. would have to break history. That's something to think about. So anyway, and I'm a big historical guy. What's next, pickle? Gosh, I had some. I had a point to make there, and it just into the ether. Goodbye. Um. All right. 
Let's go with thoughts on Corpus Christi Miller versus oh, Brownsville Vets. Is are they playing the year? I thought they were maybe just going to cancel that game. Region four has a legit opportunity to play for a state championship. Uh, I think yeah, yes. I think Region Three, the winner of Smithson Valley and Anum Consolidated, is probably going to enter the semifinal as the favorite. Yes, in my opinion. But um, then again, Brownsville Vets has entered the ga- every single game as the underdog. I picked. I picked Miller. Yeah. I picked Miller. Um, I think that their offense is hitting on all cylinders, mm-hmm. and I think that that's going to be the difference. Now, I have concerns about their defense. Yes. Brownsville Vets can can lean on you a little bit. Um, I think that's a coin flippy type game. I like Miller, even though they have to... But another thing is they have to go to Brownsville. That game's in Brownsville. It's at Sam Stadium. It's going to be a nut house mm-hmm. down there mm-hmm. tonight. So I like Miller in a close one. I think that their team speed is the difference, but I That's am, also a lot of travel for Miller. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. Brownsville's like don't, a, don't sleep on the amount of travel that is. Brownsville's a long trip. Long trip. So I am... I'm leaning towards Miller... Brownsville vets, if their defense continues to play, like they forced eight turnovers last week mm-hmm. against PSJ North. Eight. Uh, if they do that, here's a hot take. If they force eight turnovers tonight, they will play in a state semifinal. In fact, <laughs> wow. they will. On record, here's another. This? I'll say it again. If they force eight turnovers in every game they play, they'll win the state championship. How's that? I like that a lot. There you go. Uh, I think they need to be in the plus category in the, in the turnover margin. If they do that, then then they're in business. But I do like Miller. I think their team speeds the difference. What's next, Pickle? Um, what do you like in a game like Stephenville and Anna? Everything, Jeez, all of it, all of it, literally it's, it's the just whole weird thing. Weird football, like it's strength on strength, but it's, strength in very different ways. It's Anna's offense, mm-hmm. which has been with Zyandre Williams and. Uh, Jacob Emmers, the Jacob receiver. Emmers, yeah, who he was the one that had the catch yeah. to keep them alive last week. Yeah, their uh, offense, which has been exceptional, against a Stephenville defensive line that'll hit you in the mouth. Against a Stephenville defense, it's just been elite. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Let's call it mm-hmm. what it is. It's been elite. It's been very good. The other side's really interesting. Matt Stepp said this on the on our podcast, and I, the more I th- I've th- it's been lodged in my frontal cortex all all week, and and I can't stop thinking about it. He goes, I think Stephenville's offense is broken, and like. There's a real They've scored 27 points the past two weeks. Well, Stephenville quarterback Ryan Gafford, when I saw him, is playing with a Terminator arm yeah, on his left is, yes. arm. I think, I think that's it. And by broken, I don't mean like schematically. I mean broken is like injuries and just like they don't have the, like Tate Marufska has not been up to. He only carried the ball three times last week. He's been injured. I don't know. I. I, I need to see the Stephenville offense get back on track before I'm before I'm willing to believe in them. And I think like Stephenville people have gotten all over me. It's like you keep picking Stephenville. I'm like, yeah, like they, they keep winning. They won seven to three last week. That's like, so awesome. They won like they won a game from 1954 last week. Uh, I I don't know. I I like Anna. I think if they get to like 28 points, I'm just not sure if Stephenville can keep up. Plain and simple. So I don't know. I like that's what I'm watching for. The money, the 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 big money matchup. The main event here is when Anna has the football. Mm-hmm. That's main event stuff. It's really fun. And Seamville's defense has been excellent. They're going to need to stand on their head, I think, tonight if they're going to get through the regional state semifinal. I think this might be the most pressure from a defensive line that Anna will have faced. Oh yeah, by uh, uh, probably since Salina. Salina, since yeah, Salina I mean, is big, but mm-hmm. I I think that the Seamville mm-hmm. defensive line is better. We saw them mm-hmm. in person. They were impressive. They had Cash McCollum running for his life. He did. Yeah, he, he could not. Watch that game. He could. Yeah. Not get a pass off to save his life. All right, let's do some lightning round. Lightning round. 
Um, let's go with possibility of SOC versus PNG rematch in 5AD2. Yeah, uh, PNG good. looks like the favorite on that right side of the bracket. I think their favorite sign against Huntsville, and they'll be favored over whoever comes out of Region they 2. They look good against Montgomery Whether it's against Liberty Hill or it's San Antonio Piper. Uh, South Oak Cliff's got a huge challenge tonight against Lovejoy. Tomorrow against Lovejoy. If they beat Lovejoy, they will be favored over the Region 1 champion. Uh, whether it's Frisco Emerson or whether it's um, Colleyville Heritage. They'll be favored in that one. The big, to me, the big, t tomorrow, tomorrow's the big game for, for a South Oak Cliff PNG rematch would be mm -hmm. if PNG, or I'm sorry, if Sock can find a way past Lovejoy. Yep. Next. Um, let's go with, uh, where to go? If Abilene knocks off Alito, do they become the new favorite to win the title? Yeah. I mean, I guess to be yeah. the man, you got to beat the man, right? I mean, 5AD1 has a chance to get real weird. Right, if if Alito or if Abilene pulls the stunner and knocks off Alito, then like they like they took the crown, right? So they got to be mm -hmm. the team to beat. But like coming out of Region Two, they could see Lancaster or Forney, who are both very both are dangerous. Cooking. Both are cooking, and then in a title game, they could see Smithson Valley or a Consolidated, or they could see Man. a team like a, like a, a Corpus Christi Miller or Brownsville Vets. So Abilene and Smithson Valley would be hard-hitting football. If, that would be a if, blast. It would be old school. If Alito loses, then we lose, in my opinion, the most prohibitive favorite for a state champion. Like, Alito has looked the part of the of the team to beat in 581. I've year. only seen them struggle with Denton Ryan yeah. that one game. Yeah. Other than that, they've been a juggernaut. Yeah. Per so, usual. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what happens tonight against Abilene. What's next, Pickle? Uh, Lorena and Franklin. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a rematch. 51-48, first time around. Franklin, uh, Lorena snapped Franklin's long losing streak. Franklin, I'm sorry, Lorena is the hottest team in Texas, plain and simple. Knocking off Columbus last week the way they did, they fall down 14-0. They rattle off 42 straight to win that ball game. Just wildly impressive. Um, they're healthy, like Jaden Porter's back and doing Jaden Porter things. But Braylon Henry, their running back, broke his dad's record for for running for rushing touchdowns at Lorena. Oh man, he's been a freak show for them. For Franklin, like they've proven they can move the ball in this Lorena defense. They hung forty eight points on them. They got to go out there and find some answers defensively. That's the question for them. Now their defense has been playing really well of late. I'm going with I'm doing the same thing I did with Holly, right? The Holly Stratford game. I'm going with the champs. To me, in a close game like that. I'm go. I'm gonna. Leave, I'm gonna default to the champs. But that's a coin flip game, and it's one of the games that we come really excited about. Big time revenge game. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. got a real, real revenge game factor in it. And and for Franklin, a team that none of us dorks picked them to win their own region. Yeah. And now they're two wins away, three wins away from a state championship. Yeah. So. Um. All right. And, and I, by the way, two wins away from a fourth straight title game. Let's put some respect on the Franklin name. This leads into this, and I've got two more non-football questions after that that came in. Um, I've heard it repeated several times, but how hard is it to beat a good team twice? What was the record in rematches last year? Do we have that by chance? I don't know if we have that, but... That'd be a great Let's see. Step had it. There we go. Ready? In 2022 playoffs, there were 21 rematches, and 16 of them were a sweep, which means that, that, that if you lost the first time... Excuse me. If you lost the first time, you went 5-16 and 16 in, the, in the rematches. Right, so and in uh, and, and and yeah, five and there have been eight re come before last night. There were eight rematches. There have been eight rematches. Five of them resulted in a sweep. So generally speaking, um, it's not that hard to beat a good team twice. It's a psychological hump for the it losing is. team. Exactly right. It's a psychological hump. I would agree. But if you're a wagon, then it's a revenge game. 
It's exactly right. I feel like it would be harder to beat a good team twice in the early rounds than in the later rounds. Because at that point, you agree. know you're proven. You haven't seen them in a while. It's would, like, you know what? We've already done this. We're one game away from playing in a state semifinal. So here's one Let's thing. Let's do that. If we meet again in the Bidish, you wouldn't. But if you meet again in the area round, I feel like that's more of a psychological trip. Because here's something that's interesting to me. I'll take Piper and Liberty Hill. Okay? Mm-hmm. There, this is a rematch that's going on tonight. Liberty, Piper won at 33-23, I think, the first time around. It was a 10-point win. And I think with the scheme that Liberty Hill runs with that kind of wild-ass slot T, mm-hmm. right, seeing them twice in a month is, a, is I think, an advantage for Piper. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They've seen it. They're familiar with it. it like, one of the things, go back to 2021 when South Oak Cliff go to the title game against Liberty Hill. Mm-hmm. Our whole question is, like, South Oak Cliff is faster. South Oak Cliff is bigger. South Oak Cliff is stronger. All these things. But the scheme is such a weapon for Liberty Hill. Mm-hmm. And can, can the fact that you're seeing them twice in a month neutralize that advantage? That's the question. All right. Two more. Um... Oh, goodness. Where did it go? Uh, What's your go-to food during state games? The mac and cheese. Oh, shout out the mac and cheese. Bray, uh, have you had have the, the is, AT&T Stadium mac baby, and cheese? No, this baby, is baby's first, first state. state. <laughs> baby's first state. So we'll, we'll a lot of first year for Bray. We'll get you some Super Bowl nachos. Um, oh, I don't. I just don't eat a lot. Like I, I'm, I'm a scrounger. I end up. You're that end, in life, though. What I end up doing, yeah, I'm a snacker. <laughs> what I end up doing is like. I'll be somewhere and it'll just hit my it'll hit my monkey brain and go, You're hungry. I'm like, where's food? Like and then whatever's nearby. So I don't really have like to me, there's a couple spots I go to, but as far as during state If I know we're like, getting one of the dinners that has the mac and cheese in it, that's that's bango, it. Bango. it's so good. That's exactly. Prepare right. yourself. I'm a hot dog guy. We can hook you up with some hot dogs. Yeah. All right. And finally. Um what is one activity that takes up too much of your time that you would eliminate if you could? Working. Sleeping. <laughs> I've thought about this too. I hate sleeping. I mean, I you need it. You think about the fact that we spend yeah a third of our life asleep yeah. Yeah. when we could be grinding. We could be out here grinding. <laughs> oh my God. We could be grinding. <laughs> and this, folks, well is said. why we call him Braylon. Something that takes up a lot of my time. Um, I mean, I am of the opinion, like driving. Like I like to drive, but mm. at the same time, if they could figure out the stinking self-driving cars i'd let them you know i'd be like jesus take the wheel you know mm-hmm. what i mean because i'll because I'd, I'd rather be like doing work or something like that or like mine's social media for sure oh, just yeah. the aimless scrolling on twitter and instagram i yeah. always tell myself i'm gonna be better today yeah and i and guess what somehow mess it up again we're not better today mine's manually having to put things into excel sheets <sighs> yeah like data scraping <sighs> mm. i spend 90% of my life putting stuff into Excel sheets and there are certain times where that's perfectly fine because I need it to be manual so I can like make sure everything is right how it's supposed to be but there are a mm-hmm. couple things that would be made a lot easier if I just had like a website on the back and then went do 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 here's your results um, Excel and I have a love-hate relationship that's gonna do for us Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Uh, Pickle, uh, you want to tell them what, what to watch tonight? Yeah, seven or 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock on texanlive.com. Go tune in to Cedar Hill and DeSoto. Mallory Hartley, Ishmael Johnson, and Nick Laupius will be bringing you full pregame coverage, halftime coverage, and postgame coverage of DeSoto and Cedar Hill, the rematch. Where are you going this week? 
Scotown. I am going to the Scotown and I go to the star for Scotown. Frisco Emerson versus Colleyville Heritage. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool. pumped for it. Uh, Saturday night uh, on Bally Sports, it's uh, South Lake Carroll versus Byron Nelson. I'll be on half times and then scoreboard after that. So uh, that's going to do it for us. I said all those things. Vince Young, please be your player of the year trophy. One last thing to do, Braylon, and that is to roll out the final week 14 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Fans then decide the winner by voting on TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Come